Well, ladies and gents, welcome back to the channel today after what has been an absolutely chaotic 24 hours here in the UK. I was actually quite amazed by the number of my American subscribers and elsewhere who said that you weren't seeing any of the carnage. And that's the best way to describe the last 24 hours. Absolute carnage in the UK. And so many people said it was not on any of your news networks, which is absolutely baffling because this is one of the, I would say, an event that will go down in the history books. As of when I recorded yesterday's video, it was more than 15 senior MPs, so that stands for members of parliament in the UK, that had resigned under Boris Johnson's leadership. By the time the video came out yesterday evening in the UK time, it was up to 30. Today, as I record this video just after lunch on Thursday, it is almost 60 MPs that have resigned. So the government is in absolute chaos. Yes, they've put together, you know, and filled those posts, but you know yourself if you've worked in a company and someone new comes in, it takes a long time for them to become familiar with the role and everything that's going on. So I would argue right now, the UK government is in absolute shambles as they're trying to fill these posts and run the country. But I think it was pretty obvious with the more senior resignations yesterday that Boris had no choice. He had to resign, especially after he spoke to the 1922 committee. I think it was quite clear they would have said to him, Boris, you need to resign or you're going to be kicked out. Leave with some dignity here. So, of course, he came out and made the statement to resign. The job of a prime minister in difficult circumstances when he's been handed a colossal mandate is to keep going. Prime Minister, how's, how's your week going? Terrific. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. It, thank you, thank you. It is clearly now the will of the Parliamentary Conservative Party that there should be a new leader of that party and therefore a new Prime Minister. And I've agreed with Sir Graham Brady, the chairman of our backbench MPs, that the process of choosing that new leader should begin now. Now, one thing I found interesting about his uh, speech was that in all the six minutes, not once, not once did he take any uh, responsibility, not once did he apologize for any of the, the breakdowns of integrity and all of the things that had happened, not once. No, he praised himself throughout much of that speech, which I was very surprised by. But what I wasn't surprised by was that he didn't say he was going to leave immediately. He said he will leave when the, the, the right leader is chosen. Now, I want to show you what the flow chart looks like for that, which is why I don't think you're going to see him leave this month, July. You're not going to see him leave in August and you're not going to leave, see him leave in September if we go by this flowchart. The only way he would leave earlier is if he is forced to. And I think that could be on the cards. He could be forced out a lot sooner. But if it does go to this flow, let me show you what that looks like now. So this is what happens. How is a new conservative leader elected? Candidates are put forward. Each candidate needs eight MP backers. So if you're not from the UK, MP stands for a member of parliament. So they need eight of these MPs to back them. Okay, so then you have 
let's say these three people here. And then in the first round, conservative MPs vote. Candidates receiving fewer than 18 votes are then eliminated. So let's say you have then these two people that go through to the second round. The MPs vote again and the candidates receiving fewer than 36 votes are eliminated. If all candidates exceed this, the person with the fewest votes is eliminated. Process continues until only two remain. So you have a postal vote of the wider Conservative Party and then a leader is elected. Winner becomes the party leader and prime minister. Now, the other reason I, I think that there is a chance that he could go before that whole process um, takes place is because there are so many people now that have resigned, almost 60, as I mentioned, which is just mind baffling. This has never before happened. If you look at the historical charts on this, I was looking at it earlier, it's quite fascinating. Uh, Theresa May beforehand, another prime minister, she had a lot, but almost 60, no, I think that's about 50% above what she had. So I just don't see how he's gonna continue and to actually create this new cabinet when he's had so many resignations of some of the most powerful MPs. Now, one thing that really made me laugh was that he appointed Nadim Sahawi um, to be his Chancellor of, Ex of Exchequer. So his number two man, right? So he appointed him yesterday. And then today, Nadim came out and said, Boris, you need to go. Not long after that, he put himself forward as a future prime minister. Of course, this was just um, talking to other MPs, sort of, you know, fishing, putting the word out. I just think that is so funny. So let's move on to the next thing then. Who could replace Boris as prime minister? Now, at the moment, I would say you've got two potential candidates. One of them you will have probably never heard of before if you are not a British person, and that is Ben Wallace. The other one you will have heard of, and that is Rishi Sunak, who I've talked about quite a lot. And I really had to laugh as well yesterday after you know, finishing the, the video and everything and just looking over, watching some of the videos of Rishi and what he's been saying and Prime Minister, he needs to go. Just no integrity. There's no integrity there. And now Rishi's putting himself forward, as I mentioned yesterday, as a potential candidate for Prime Minister. Surprise. Now, here's what I found funny about it. Rishi Sunak criticizing Boris Johnson for lack of integrity. Yet Rishi is surrounded with controversy right now over his wife's tax dealings. Yes, not tax evasion, but tax avoidance. Uh, I think that's the most polite way to say that. Not only that, Rishi Sunak had to pay a fine. Remember the police investigation? He was fine. He was at the same party as Boris Johnson during the lockdowns. This is what makes me laugh so much. He was at the same party and then he criticizes Boris for his lack of integrity. It's mind blowing. The other one that really made me laugh was Matt Hancock. Watch this clip. It's time for the prime minister to resign. So this is Matt Hancock, the health secretary uh, during all the COVID and the lockdowns and all these things who, I don't know if it would be too strong a word to say, had an affair, but um, let's just say the woman that he was passionately um, kissing, I guess we can say, was definitely not his wife. 
uh, talk about breaching the lockdown rules. But just one other thing I do want to mention on um, Rishi Sunak, which is a little bit interesting. I don't think many people picked it up yesterday. And that is that he actually came into politics in 2015. So within just five years, he became chancellor. Again, the number two position in the country. Within five years, never having done politics before, came straight in. Now, where was he before that? He was in a hedge fund. And before that, he was in Goldman Sachs. Now, we have a lot of this at the moment, JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, some of these big banks, uh, a lot of big hedge funds and the like, politicians that worked there, now coming in and getting somehow fast tracked in uh, politics. I don't know about you, but it sort of, it, it seems a little suspicious to me, but I did want to show you one other thing. The BBC have run a story then as to who will replace Boris Johnson. Guess what I said yesterday? Rishi Sunak. Now they've got him right up there. However, I don't know 100% if he will replace Boris. I think, and I'll tell you why I think this, but I think it's probably going to be uh, Ben Wallace that replaces him. And again, I've just highlighted a couple of points I just mentioned there. Only became an MP in 2015. Uh, and just five years, even though no one had ever heard of him, he was chancellor by February 2020. Again, a little suspicious. Now, who do I think then? Uh, not Liz Truss, not Sajid Javid, not Michael Gove, not Na Nadim Sawahi, who is, uh, oh gosh, the irony, the irony of it. And guess what he also did? He made his fortune founding the online polling company, YouGov, not Jeremy Hunt, no, no, uh, uh, possibly, Penny, possibly, but I think it's more likely to be this guy, who is way down on their list, uh, Ben Wallace. Now, I'll tell you why. He's the defense secretary and he's a former soldier. So he was a British army officer. He was in the Scots Guards. He's said to have broken the record. This is a random comment for the largest ever bill at the bar in the officer's mess. He was also one of the main army personnel involved in recovering Princess Diana's body from Paris. That is a, a very strange uh, fact to put on here. Yeah, I, uh, I can remember those days of racking up large bills in the mess myself, uh, guilty of that. But, but here's why I think he could be a front runner for the next PM, uh, Prime Minister. And that is because if you think about the period we're going into, and again, let's look at a historical example here. Look what happened with, say, Winston Churchill. He was just, there was no way he was ever going to be back into politics and, uh, you know, especially be the prime minister and things like that. But wartime changes things. And if you've got a choice and you've got, again, I always put myself into the mind of these politicians. If I've got a choice between Rishi Sunak, who I'm not really sure about, he comes across as a nice guy, but obviously there's stuff going on behind the scenes there and we don't really know uh, certain things about him. You've got a choice between Rishi Sunak, who is, I would say, more of a soft guy, softly spoken. He isn't like a, a tough guy. Or you've got a choice between this Ben Wallace guy, who, again, there's a few things there as well I'm not going to go into. Well, Ben Wallace is an ex-army officer. 
And if you're going into a period like we're going into, especially if Liz Truss keeps pushing for, she wants war with China, she wants, I mean, it's so ridiculous that she, some, I mean, I don't know how she can think the British military can beat China. These sort of statements are absurd and for me question her kind of uh, judgment there, thinking that, that the, the UK can win a war with China. I mean, what sort of comments are these? It's absurd. Um, or wanting to fight against Russia. You know, some of these comments that are coming through. Yeah, UK is like this big. Russia and China are this big uh, in terms of the, the militaries as well. They're, anyway, let's not even go there. Ben Wallace has this military experience and he comes across sometimes as somewhat of a tough guy kind of uh, politician. So I think what's most likely to happen, again, don't start making bets on this and then, <laughs> right guys, uh, you know, just because I'm pretty good with most forecasts, it doesn't mean I'll be right here. Don't start making big bets on this. But if I had to sort of guess here, I would say it's going to be someone between maybe Rishi, Penny, uh, or you're going to have this Ben Wallace who would be the next prime minister. Of course, we know with a big media push for maximum diversity, I think they're going to be front-running Rishi and Sajiv and Nadim and, uh, and then maybe Liz or Penny. So Ben Wallace is the uh, older Caucasian male here in this scenario, but I still think he's probably got the best opportunity to actually become the next prime minister. Now, if you ask me personally, I don't think this whole diversity thing should come into play for the leader. Why? Because we are in some unprecedented times right now, some absolutely chaotic crisis periods that haven't even hit yet. We haven't seen the major food crisis hit the West yet. We haven't seen a lot of the other things with the energy, ESG, carbon, mandates, all these things are yet to uh, hit even harder. So me personally, I think it should be the best person for the job. Who is the best person right now? I can't tell you. I would need to do a lot more research and start looking into the background of a lot of these MPs. But from what I'm seeing with all of the fines and the criminal investigations and all the stuff that is just going on behind the scenes, it doesn't really look good for any candidates right now from my point of view. It would be really great if we could just have a complete clean sweep, get rid of everyone, bring in fresh people. But from what I'm seeing, it isn't really looking very positive for whoever comes in. It's going to be a very, very difficult job during a time of crisis. So thanks for watching today. I will see you tomorrow for the weekly walk and talk. There's so much to talk about. Um, Georgia Guidestones explosion, the food catastrophe by the United Nations, 70,000 truckers fired. Um, We've talked about Boris resigning. We've got all this stuff going on this week, which is just absolute chaos. What a time to be alive. See you tomorrow.